0: Thank you.
1: Welcome to Loved Stranger episode number two. Thanks for rejoining us. Uh, I am here with Perina and my name is Serena. So that's a whole funny thing from the beginning. Uh, Hello, Perina. Hi, Serena. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Uh, We also have a bunch of cats running around the room uh, just to set the scene for you uh, where we are today. So... Um, I'm going to just let Perina tell her story. um, Fantastic. If you want to. Yeah, very happy to.
0: Go for it. Yeah. So, um, this is about my encounter with a stranger. It's probably my most recent one. That's been a lot of fun. I, um, was lucky enough to be in Cuba last year. So April, 2019, I was in Cuba Mm -hmm. and I was in Cuba because I am a, Latin dance fanatic. I and love so much. It, Yeah. Like, you know, I just am so addicted. I dance, when we're not in quarantine, I dance three or four nights a week. Wow. And I just love it. Um, anyway, so Cuba is the home or the birthplace of salsa. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky enough to travel over there with two of my friends from dancing, two girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And we were in Cuba. We'd been in Cuba for a week. I'm a school teacher for my job and I had to leave before the other two girls. Mm. And so I'm at the airport waiting to fly out of Cuba. And you know that thing that happens sometimes at the airport and you start to see that all these flights are getting cancelled and you're going, oh, oh, what's going down? Mm -hmm. And so I went up to the guy at the airport and I said to him, hey, what's happening? And he said, oh, there are these big cyclones or hurricanes down the coast of Florida. Mm. And so they couldn't get the planes out of Florida into Cuba to fly us back Mm. to the States. So I'm sitting there and watching and watching and waiting and, yes, eventually my flight gets Mm cancelled. And I go, oh, wow, what happens now? Um, And I was sitting there in the airport going, how on earth am I going to get another flight out of here? I'm supposed to be at school in two days to do parent-teacher interviews. (laughs) I love the priorities there. (laughs) Parent teacher interviews over dancing in Cuba. Exactly. It's great. It's exactly crazy. Um, So anyway, I'm sitting there and I tried to ring my travel insurance and couldn't get through. And then I'm sort of freaking out a bit and went up to the airline guy again. He said, oh no, that's cool. There's a little office upstairs. You go up there and they'll help you. Anyway, of course you've got a whole whole plane loads of people trying to get new flights yeah. and, but the company were fabulous and I just sort of waited sort of right till the end because although I was sort of in a hurry, I sort of wasn't, I didn't mind having an extra night in Cuba mm-hmm. if that's what was going to happen mm-hmm. and I'm there at the end, second last, I think I was the last or second last person to get, the, the, the airline organised me another flight mm-hmm. and it was flying tomorrow so they said, oh, by the way, we'll put you up in the Sheraton overnight. I went, woohoo, this That's is nice. pretty cool. <laughs> and um, there's a taxi. We'll put you in a taxi and you'll get your meals at the hotel. And this is all amazing to me because by the end of any trip, I have no money left. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, they put me in this taxi with this man, and he's my stranger. Um, and I so, love that. He's, yeah. He's my stranger. He's my stranger. That's, That's a really <laughs> beautiful phrase. I might pinch that from <laughs> yeah, you. Of course. All right, so you're
1: in the taxi with your stranger.
0: <laughs> yes, and then we start to chat, and um, we realise we're both going to the Sheraton because they'd put people in different hotels, mm-hmm. and we start chatting. And he's American, lives in America, but of Cuban parents. Mm. And we start chatting, and he's telling me about – He's been in Cuba to learn about the religion that he follows, uh, that's a Cuban religion. And what's that? It's called. A, My eyebrows have just gone like through the roof. It's called um, Santeria. Okay. And it's quite. Um, uh, it's very traditional, very um, old mm. religion. Anyway, before I learned that bit about him, because. We're, in the, yeah, yeah, we're, we're in the taxi. Yeah, we're a stranger. We're back in the taxi. And remember, you know, in Cuba, the taxis are these old you know, cars from sort of the fifties. So, you know, they're these little old blue ones, they've got the leather seats and you've got a driver. And so it's already, it already feels, you know, bizarre. Mm. And so we start chatting and he's asking me, what am I in Cuba for? And I said, oh, you know, because I love dancing and I've been learning dancing and I want to learn more. And he said, oh, do you know Roomba? I went, Yes, I've been learning some rumba, and I had been in a little dance group where we'd learned some rumba, put together a routine, and done a video earlier in the year. Is, is it go- not pronounced rumba? That's a different style. No. Hey, yeah. What? Hey, yeah. Is it spelled the same? It's spelled the same, but rumba is like a ballroom um, dance that's related to rumba, but rumba is. It's a Cuban, African, Afro-Cuban dance style. okay, And it's more earthy. It's not done as a partner dance. It's, it's um, down in the ground, bare feet. Wow. Um, and a lot of their dances actually borrow from the religion. So mm. a lot of the gods are reflected in the movements that you do in mm. the dance. That's
1: a, that's a common theme in, in different dance styles. That's, yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: And um, a lot of Cuban dance does have this um, heritage to the African slaves that were brought into Cuba to Mm. um, work on the tobacco um, plantations. And so, um, anyway, he got so excited because, (laughs) hey, A, I'm Australian. So, you know, the first thing people go, they're not used to meeting people from Australia all the way over there. Mm. And then he's going, Roomba, you actually are learning Roomba. He said, that's my dance. And I'm (laughs) like, oh, okay, cool. (laughs) And and he was just so excited and touched that I was – learning this and mm. that it was offered. And um, so anyway, we get to the hotel and it's, they're just about to close the kitchen. And he says, oh, do you want to have dinner? Shall we have dinner together? I said, yes, that'd be great. So we sit down and we have dinner, a buffet dinner in this restaurant in the hotel. And um, then he's going, oh, he said, I teach Roomba. I could teach you and I'm going that'd be fantastic like <laughs> amazing and so we ate our dinner chatted about life the universe and everything yeah. and then he goes okay now let's go find a place to dance <laughs> and of course we've just arrived in this hotel oh look there's a bit in the foyer let's go stand in the in the reception the foyer area mm-hmm. and and he starts he puts a little um uh, his phone up so he can video us, puts the music on and he's teaching me Roomba and I'm following and he's going, oh, you are good. <laughs> <laughs> Was anyone else in the hotel at this point in time? Yeah, yeah, like there are people there watching us. Going, how are they oh. reacting to people like what passed? Did you start a flash mob? Like, no, how but this... That would have been very cool. How... Oh, I just
1: have this beautiful visual of like people just <laughs> joining in and it's like that scene from, um oh, what's that movie called? Uh... Oh, the one with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. What's it called? Um, summer, summer, 500 days of summer. There oh, you go. The scene cool. where there's a, like this big flash mob and he's, yeah, that's what that, I'm
0: about would be like, the thing about Cuba is, you know, dance is everywhere. And so mm. when you're dancing, no one really pays that much attention. It's like, oh yeah, there's ah. another, so there's some old people dancing. Um, so that's like ingrained in their
1: culture that that's a, that's a norm.
0: Yeah, because it's very much about the Cuban people are used to not having a lot. And that things are going to go wrong. Mm. The electricity stops. That this There's no fuel. There's All these things just don't work. And they talk about that dance is how they deal with all of that. Mm. You know, it helps them pass the time. It helps them focus on the good things about life. It helps them um, feel good again about whatever bad things have been happening for them. Mm. And that they get to connect with each other and um, listen to great music and move to the music mm. and, you know, it's, it, I love that component of it, that, you know, if life gets hard, just go dance, mm. you know, like it'll make you feel better and then you can deal with whatever you're <laughs> trying to deal with. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so, and then the next day we both, we went to the airport at the same time, but we were on flights to different places. Mm. Um, so we've got a photo of us at the airport. And, <laughs> but it was just such a cool, just a connection out of nowhere. Mm. And I wasn't expecting it. Uh, you know, I am sort of a bit worried about this whole missing the flight and, you know, mm. I get a bit anxious about flying at the best of times. Mm. And so having this amazing thing happen, that I connect with this person who then was so excited that I wanted to know about his culture and had been learning about his, his culture's dance. Mm. And just that we just chatted with no problem for, I don't know, hours. And um, just an amazing experience, I think. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. The guy's name is Luis and it's a fairly common name in Cuba. But, um, I think one of the added bonuses was when I went there, you know, when when I went to learn there, um, and I was taking salsa lessons, Mm. there's a really interesting, uh, the way they look at Westerners, I think, is that they assume that you're starting at the beginning. Mm. I've been learning salsa for about, at that time, about three years Mm. and I've, I've, been devoted to that. So more than one lesson a week and private lessons and stuff. Mm. And so – and my girlfriends were sort of the same. Um, And so when we went along and had our first lesson and they're saying, we're asking to dance a particular style, which is Rueda – um, salsa rueda. Ru, salsa rueda is where you dance several couples together, and you dance. Rueda means wheel, so you're you're dancing in a circle, and it's progressive. So a little bit like old barn dances, but so you'll dance with one partner, and then there's a caller in within the circle, mm-hmm. and they call a different step, and you put, the woman gets passed on, and, and uh-huh. it's it's a really fun. The caller's job in that dance is to try and trick you so that everybody starts laughing, and um, so. It, it's quite fun. Anyway, so we had requested this dance lesson specifically for Salsa Rueda. And we turn up and they're going, are you sure you want to do Rueda? Because <laughs> it's considered you have to know a fair amount of Salsa before yeah, you can fair. do it. We're going, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we really like. And they're like, well, we're going to have to test you first. <laughs> so they test us all, you know, to see how good our Salsa is. And mm-hmm. then, they, then they agreed to do a Salsa Rueda class. Mm-hmm. But I think that was quite... It's quite amusing for us because dance classes don't work like that here, you mm. know. But I, part of it is because they are so proud of dance as being such an important part of their culture. Mm. So I didn't even try to get Roomba classes. And so on some level the universe said, hey, you can still have a Roomba lesson. <laughs> you can just get a private one. And it's know. going to be
1: in the foyer of a hotel. <laughs> exactly. Make do. Good luck. <laughs> exactly. My extent of... Um, that kind of, like, wheel progression of, of dancing. Um, we had bush dancing yes. as a subject when I was ah. in, I don't know, year 10? Yep. Year 9? Yeah, I think yeah. it was year 10. Yep. I'm not sure. And I, I convinced my entire friend group that that was the sport, that I was part of an arty friend group. And yeah. And yeah. we all did drama and music and, and, and the like. And naturally, there's this war between art and the sports when you're in high school. <laughs> and so... Uh yeah, when bush dancing was a subject, I went, okay, so here's like here's some like artistic form
0: of sport, right? You know, like I um in my experiences since I've been dancing, I have really come to be a huge believer in how important dance is to human beings. Mm. And that's why I love seeing a culture like Cuba where it is just such an ingrained part of their everyday existence. Mm. Like there is no one who doesn't dance in Cuba. Um, They'll tell you they're no good at it or whatever, but everybody can dance and Mm. it's just a part of life. Music and dance is just a part of their lives. But as I have experienced my journey through learning to dance and then becoming comfortable with it and then seeking it out – It has been so valuable for my mental health Mm. um it is addictive because like you said it's like the the artist's sport yeah (laughs) when you are dancing a couple dance to a fast piece of music and 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 not even that just that you know you think about it you're dancing to music you're touching someone else a lot of the dance except for the rumba but a lot of the dance i do salsa is a touch dance you're holding someone else Mm. um you are your brain is firing because you're as a as a i'm a follower, so the man leads um, it doesn't have to work like that, but this is the traditional way um he's deciding what we're going to dance, and I have to follow him so there's a lot of your brain firing as well while mm. you're trying to listen listen for those little signals I say listen, but it's all done through touch um so there's so many things stimulating in your brain, but then of course. know how runners get a runner's high Mm. dancers get a dancer's high (laughs) so often like um so you know the endorphins are firing serotonin's you name it those feel good drug feel good hormones are happening Mm. in your head and that's why it's so addictive and i'm a huge believer that you know i think for a, a section of our society they're looking for that connection and that ability to feel good and I'd love I'd love to bring dance back into schools way more Mm. than it is now because I think it offers an alternative for people who are looking for that high you Mm. know like why don't we remind people that there are these natural highs that you can get through this beautiful connection Mm. to dance and music uh, music and people um And that will make us all feel better and feel more connected and, you know. So dance is quite magical in that way, in that, yeah. I want to backtrack.
1: Sure. I'm really interested in the whole lead up to you meeting Luis. Yes. Um... What first got you into dance? What prompted you to go to Cuba? Like that's that's a big decision to decide to go international to study something regardless of the importance of, you know, parent teacher interviews and, like, <laughs> and you know I'm, I'm really interested. I want
0: to backtrack the whole way yeah, so I think like there's a whole like history there that I, yeah, I there just is, want to unpack there's like a, big, a Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, that's a really big background <laughs> to it. I think the other bit um you know I was supposed to be this April I was supposed to be going to Brazil because the other the other bits of dancing I do are Brazil. Brazilian dance and I do samba like that parading you know feathers on your head in a bikini I do that which I think is pretty good because I started that at like 48 and I thought in the beginning I went there's no way I'm wearing a bikini and then you know two years down the track it's I'm parading down Queen Street in a bikini um and then have you done that yeah yeah I did that in in Australia yeah in Brisbane about two years ago wow and um Oh, my God, talk about a high. Um, But the funniest bit is, like, so, you know, obviously you've got to work on your – Well, I had to work on my body to feel comfortable enough to do that. And I'm parading down the Queen Street Mall. I'm having the best time. Some of my students, they're going, Miss Curtis, Miss Curtis, it's you. I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I'm just waving at them, posing for photos. Anyway. (laughs) So I think there's been a performer in me for a really long time yeah. that I had forgotten about. I'm you know? so excited
1: to be 48 now. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, so, you know, I think this is the other part of it. I did, I learnt ballet, tap and jazz as a child. Yeah. Like until I was in either year 10 or 11, I sort of stopped because life was getting, you know, those senior years at school get pretty heavy. Yeah. I can't, I would have danced when I was going out socially in my late teens and 20s but then somewhere along the way, I think I got, I got married. And, and when I first got married, um, and even for my wedding dance, I didn't want to do a traditional waltz. But um, I had, did like swing dance, you know, because I love high energy dances that look like fun. Like yeah. I'm not really into dances that look serious. Yeah. Because um, for me, somehow dance and fun are really strongly connected. And so I convinced him that we would do swing lessons. And so for my wedding dance, we did a swing dance. Which I love was that. Very cool. That's amazing. And, um, and he and I, in the early days, I would often just say to him, hey, let's just dance in the kitchen. We would we would dance not even to music, you know. We'd just – there's something about that kind of connection, that partner connection that has always been very attractive to me Mm. even though I didn't we didn't do swing dancing in the kitchen we just basically held on to each other and sort of swayed but um I think I had this quest within me to learn how to do it properly and anyway so go through the years and I'm married and I have children and my marriage breaks up and I found myself single and with I have my children half of each week and mm. so I had several nights a week with nothing to do and I didn't want to watch TV. <laughs> so I thought there's got to be something I've always wanted to do and I remembered I always wanted to learn Latin dancing and so I went, okay, let's go do this. Cool. And um, the first night I went, I took a guy I was sort of seeing at that time and he wasn't interested to continue and I went, well, you know what, I, this taste has really said I want to do this. Mm. And, in the beginning, you know you go once a week, and maybe it's three months before you're feeling comfortable, yeah, and then it just takes over, <laughs> and you can't stop. you sign up for more lessons and yeah. you go to they have these socials and um
1: how long was it before you decided to go to Cuba? Was that something that like your dance studio set up? Is that like a private thing that you did? Um, how did that go?
0: know how the dream i think someone in one of my classes must have been to cuba and i went wow that's not a place i have ever thought about going Mm. but now i've got a reason to do it Mm. um so here i find myself traveling over to columbia and cuba to dance and people are looking at me going why (laughs) and and even when I'm, i'm coming back through the states and um going through immigration and the guy looks at me and goes, now tell me. He said, you're a single woman. Why have you just been to Columbia and Cuba? Because, of course, and, and I don't even think about it because I'm there for dance. Mm. But there's this drug connection with both of those places. Which I don't even think about it. And I said to him, because I'm a dancer. And he looks at me and goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they must get this, you know, there must be this dance bunch of people like go to these places. Yeah, that The immigration right. people would be aware of. Yeah.
1: Prina, I'd like to ask you something. Yeah. Uh, so in the same way that you just said, like, uh, if you weren't dancing, you you probably wouldn't wear something that you feel would be a little bit too provocative for yes. you. Like you wouldn't just walk down the street in a bikini any other day. Yep. Um, do you feel like that same concept applies for dancing in the middle of the Sheraton foyer? Do you think if it wasn't dance, if it was – I don't know, you you went to Cuba for, I don't know, IT or something. Like, do you feel like that space has given you, um, I want to say almost permission to be a bit more uh, bold and a bit more uh, public, I guess, in in moving
0: and, and expressing yourself in that yeah. way? My confidence has grown a lot since I've been dancing. Um, I wear clothes that are more figure-hugging um not, again not provocative but mm. I wear colors I don't mind people looking at me mm. I think the reason I wore the darker colors in the past is I was trying to fade into the background
1: mm.
0: whereas now that I've acknowledged to myself that I am a dancer I love performing and I'd forgotten about that like the first performance I did which was a little salsa waiter I remember the tech rehearsal. I was high as a kite because I love performing mm. and I'd forgotten. I hadn't had that experience since I was at high school. Mm. And I went, wow, this is something I'd forgotten about me. Mm. Like in all, you know, all these years, I'd forgotten that that's something I love to do. Mm. Um, and so through the process, I think I have learnt who I am and remembered parts of me that I'd sort of hidden away And just become more confident with who I am and what I like, like so that I can wear colours and I can wear a figure-hugging dress Mm -hmm. and I can wear high heels and, you know, I feel like I'm me and it's okay to be me Mm. and, you know, this is actually fun and I've become a huge advocate for myself and others if they're willing to listen, (laughs) that life is actually about fun and Mm. it's about Enjoyment and really all the other things we do are to help us to enjoy Mm, ourselves, mm -hmm. and I think we get the order wrong. I think we allow ourselves a little bit of enjoyment sometimes, but we think that we're here to do the work, and Mm. it's like actually the work is here to help us do the fun. Mm, Turn it around, Um, and that's all of these things I've learned about myself through my experiences with dancing. Beautiful, cool. I have one final question for you.
1: Uh, as, as I am doing for, for all of my stranger meeting guests, uh, if you were to see Luis again, I mean, I know you're friends on Facebook, but, but let's say that, that you fly back to Cuba, you're walking down the street, you hear some, some rumba music going on and you go, yes, this is me. And then you walk up and you take your shoes off and then you start doing this rumba. and then all of a sudden Luis is there. What would you say to Luis? Um... And how do you think that interaction would play out?
0: I think it would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I think we'd have a great time because I know a bit more Roomba now. I feel more confident (laughs) feel more confident in myself in doing it. Yeah, sure. I think when he was teaching me, I felt like I was this and I still am, a white girl playing at Roomba. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I have more of the feel right. And so I feel like I would do his cultural Um, heritage much more justice. I mean, I will never be a Cuban and I will never be able to dance like a Cuban, but I feel like I'm I'm not playing so much with it anymore. It's actually become something I can do well. Um, And I think, you know, give him a big hug for starters and just, um, you know, thank him so much because I think part of what helped me continue the building my knowledge in Roomba was his excitement that someone from as far away as australia would be interested in learning this dance mm. um and that that was just really beautiful that he he was so touched by that um and so i think we'd have a great conversation and you know Probably, hopefully, he'd give me another Roomba lesson. In and the Sheraton. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know whether we'd stay in the Sheraton if, unless the airline was paying for it. But, um, oh, I don't know. I was just sitting there going, oh, you know, I'd probably feel comfortable to dance it in the street. But you am know, probably still not quite good enough for that. But anyway, if he was giving me a lesson, it would be okay. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I don't feel like I could do it justice in front of a whole bunch of Cuban people. <laughs> That's what they all say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alrighty, well thank you so much. That's for all right. Sharing you. your beautiful story, Parina. Thank you. Um awesome. Well, uh if this podcast has uh by any means awakened your inner Roomba dancer and you would like to <laughs> and you'd like to find out uh a little bit more, I'll let Parina tell you about the different dance studios that she goes to and everything. Um fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah thanks, Serena. Um I first started learning Latin dance, so a whole range of different dance styles at Rio Rhythmics at West End. And they have just celebrated their 25th year of um, teaching dance in Brisbane, which is pretty amazing. Um, And then, uh, where I've done my rumba classes and some of my later um, salsa. Is at a small studio at Hawthorne called My Little Havana, and My Little Havana is run by a firecracker of a woman, Joanne. All running online at the moment. Cool. So, yeah, so you can you know learn some dances at home and yes. have a great time. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody, to episode
1: two of Love Stranger. Uh, we will see you on next time. Do 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 do. <laughs> I'm <laughs>